Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Now witnesses are coming down with COVID, apparently, on the prosecution side. Oh, that's an interesting development. Yeah, apparently, I don't know, maybe there's like, oh, it might be flu season, right? So, like, COVID is happening at that time, and or maybe people have the flu, but it's, you know, testing as though it's... Do you mean to suggest that the masks that people are wearing in this courtroom are somehow... Not, Not magically working. protecting people from <laughs> getting sick? Right, people were saying that today. There's three people yeah. who've been uh, uh, exposed already who got COVID today. Three prosecution witnesses have come down with yeah, four, COVID. Because uh, one of their wit- er, attorneys got COVID. Well, that doesn't count as a witness. I know, but, but I'm saying people who are exposed to this courtroom. Um, well, right. I don't know if it's the courtroom, but I mean, like... Being an ally of the state, being evil, <laughs> certainly seems to be a sickness. No, you shouldn't say it about all four. All four. I mean, they're witnesses for well, the Not everybody devil. who's a prosecution witness is a, uh, a devil. Uh, friends of ours have been prosecution witnesses. And no, I'm they... just saying this one is Renee. She got COVID. Yeah, and she's okay, a friend. I didn't she's know. A, she's yeah. a friend. Uh, yeah, uh, Renee's not the devil. At first, no. I didn't know if I wanted to say who got COVID because it's not like my business, but... I don't think it's, it's basically state public. secrets or anything. Yeah, so. yeah. It's public knowledge at this point. Uh, so that was that was how the day started because Renee, my uh, ex-girlfriend, she was on the prosecution's, she was on the stand on Friday. And the prosecution hadn't quite wrapped up their questioning of her. There was maybe a few more pieces of evidence they were going to introduce. But, you know, you got to go home when you got to go home. Sure. And so, uh, you know, she was expected to resume her testimony today, but... That did not happen because she came down with COVID apparently over the weekend and her attorney as well. Then uh, maybe earlier at some point this morning, it was announced that two other witnesses, a couple of the elderly folks that they were going to call in. How will the uh, cross-examining work in this case? Because presumably the prosecutors uh, will be able to ask their remaining questions at some point. But I mean, trials have a timeline, right? Correct. Yes. So as long as uh, if Renee gets better before the prosecution is done with their case then she'll be put on later, right? She'll resume her testimony later. If she doesn't get better, could mean a mistrial. Yeah, that could be because you have the right to cross-examine. Correct. Right. There's no way that it's going to just go on and the jury is going to deliberate without her getting cross-examined. In theory, aside from the mistrial, which is a, a, seems like a likely option if Renee continues to have COVID for you know, beyond when the prosecution is supposed to rest their case, the only other well, way to avoid Well, the science says she has to quarantine for two weeks and the trial isn't expected to last that long. That's, That's what I've been saying. It's like the, the prosecution, I heard them talking today, they were just talking in open uh, public space where I was allowed to be so I can say this. They were like, she has COVID? What? Like, she needs to finish doing her thing. We're going to bring J.G. on the line. He's in Florida. Go ahead, J.G., you're on the air on Free Talk Live. Great. Hey, hey, geezers doing? What's on your mind tonight? All right, so I called in about uh, the grooming last night, Drake Queen. The what? Uh, grooming. Grooming. You heard me, man. I didn't hear the show, though, so what happened? Yeah, so I called in about the Drag Queen Story Hour and how they're grooming kids. What's oh, okay. the Drag Queen Story Hour? Which one? Or is that just one thing? All right, so the Drag Queen Story Hour. Where? Is Where is this say. happening? Can you let me talk? Yeah, let him go. So they're saying that ultimately we suggest that drag 
Pedagogy offers one model for learning, not simply about queer lives, but how to live queerly. So that's grooming right there. Well, can you define grooming? They're they're admitting that they're grooming kids. What is grooming, sir? Come on, man. Don't, don't. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not no, really I taking. Know. What, what, I, I, I want him to define the things he's talking about. What yeah. is drag queen story hour? Where well, we is this happening? Drag queen story hour is this where they bring drag queens in to read stories to children Dude, at like yo, libraries and stop, stuff? Stop trying to but throw me off. You why is, why is it grooming? You called in to say it's grooming. I want to know what you mean. What's grooming? Dude, stop trying to throw me off. Okay, Dude, he's asking a you a con- simple question. Do you want to have a conversation? Because I'm asking you to clarify something you said. Or are you just you here to give a speech? You genuinely don't know what grooming is. Do you know? That's why I'm asking you. Can you define do the I word know? that you're Dude, using? Do I know? I mean, I can go to the dictionary and I can find out what it what it means. Oh, you guys are jerk offs, man. Right. Hey, man, let me ask you a question. So, when when kids take when kids are taken to church by their parents, is that grooming? All right, it's, you guys are trying to justify that... No, no, that, no, no, that's a simple question. We only asked you a question. Why are you asking me questions? Why, why are you, you know... Because it's a conversation. Yeah, that's what happens in a conversation, sir, when someone makes an assertion. Let me put you on hold, because you obviously don't want to have a conversation. But let me just explain for people who don't know how to have a conversation, what it entails. When you're having a conversation with another person, and they aren't sure what you're saying, a good listener... We'll ask a question to clarify. It really makes me sad. I mean, if someone genuinely has these positions, that they're anti-drag queens and anti-drag queen story hour, just whatever, in whatever capacity, I'd love to have a genuine conversation with them. But they have Mm -hmm. to be able to, as you pointed out, they have to be able to listen and answer questions. And you can be as hostile as you want, as long as you keep it FCC friendly. I don't care. You can hate me and hate drag queens all you want. I don't care. But have a conversation with us. Yeah. I know I'm not going to change your mind, and you're not going to change my mind, but there are listeners out there whose minds could be changed by this dialogue. Well, the right now has a racist. A The left's racist is the right's groomer. They finally have it, and they're mm, using meaning it. Meaning they overuse this term, right? They're like, I can shut down any conversation by calling a leftist a groomer. Finally, we have a racist. Right, so that's a good, oh, that's okay. a good point, right? So like, people use the term racist where it doesn't apply. If you make a statement... If you said you didn't vote for Obama, you were racist in 2008. Or if you make a statement about a certain quote-unquote race or a group of people that is a stereotype, that is being accused of nowadays as racism, when it's not a racist thing to say, per se, that, you know, black people on average can jump higher or whatever, right? right. Like. That's I mean, I'm from Mississippi, and I can tell you that, you know, black people on average like hot sauce, right? Yeah. That's not racism. That's it's not racist. just an observation. Right. If you, however, I like hot say, sauce, too. If you say that black people are inferior because of a thing or some other race is superior because of a thing, that's a racist statement. So the, the term racist has been getting applied all over the place, and now we're seeing it with groomer. You make a good, good point here, uh, Bonnie. But let me give you the dictionary definition of groomer which is what this guy refused to do he just simply refused to define a term that he was he was asserting a thing was grooming the drag queen story hour which i'm not even positive that drag queen story hour is like some 
name of a thing that keeps happening or it's a the- thing yeah it's happening at uh it's like libraries right like so a library is, the, is this will- an entity is this like no, uh, are they all the same one or like why are they all naming it the same thing like that's why i wanted to know it, where uh, was I mean, this is like story names. hour at the library except it's yeah. being they drink it bring a drag, drag queen and they read a story to some kids so then he shouldn't so. just be calling it drag queen story hour he should be calling it at a drag queen story hour see what i'm saying like it, he's making it sound like it's Whatever. some entity I mean, getting, it's getting semantic here it doesn't matter um, but the point is, with a drag queen story hour, what happens? Parents, I presume, bring their kids to the library because this is intended for children, right? Like this yeah. isn't for teenagers; it's for children, right? So teenagers of any capacity aren't going to story hour no, at the library. No. So you know, it's parents bringing their children to the library because they can't drive themselves there. So presumably, the parents are accompanying their children to the library to see this drag queen story hour. And so the whole idea that. The parents themselves are grooming their children. Let me give you the definition of grooming. So here it is. An act or instance of engaging in behaviors or practices intended to gradually condition or emotionally manipulate a victim over time as through friendship, gifts, flattery, etc. in order to entrap the person in a sexually abusive or predatory relationship. But it's not entrapping a person into a sexually abusive or predatory relationship for a parent <laughs> to take their child to see not just drag queen story out but i would go and say an entire drag show that's there's nothing per se sexual about it and that's the thing with these conservatives is they seem to equate drag with sexuality yeah and i don't understand that at all because there's it, it just sort of suggests as you pointed out that none of these people have actually gone to a drag no show way. All they've seen is some of the worst of the worst clips on libs of TikTok or whatever, things getting shared around, conservative media, all this alarmism about uh, drag queens, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. The idea that a parent could even possibly groom their own child is pretty ridiculous. That's not Well, I mean, they could in a totally different environment, like if your dad was wanting to do gross things to you and was that would just be straight up sexual abuse though right like you don't yeah but that would I mean, that would fall, actually fall under grooming like he was trying to make you do things that eventually when you got older you would think oh this is just okay because i grew up yeah. doing this that's what grooming is and that's sick and that's nothing like taking guess, your kids to an got, entertainment it's got nothing to do with the drag queen but that's, yeah, what, that's what i'm saying that's what the conservatives don't understand i said drag queen is drag queening or whatever it's called it's entertainment it's just mm-hmm. like taking your kids to the movie just like not all movies are appropriate for kids. Neither sure. are all drag shows. Just That's because true. your kid is okay to go see the Lion King remake at the movie theater doesn't mean you should take them to go see you know, Showgirls or whatever at the movie theater. <laughs> These are no two- one should see Showgirls. It's supposedly a terrible movie. I, I don't know. I've never, I've never seen, seen it. it. But you know, it sounds raunchy, yeah. and you know, it's. These are two hugely different mm-hmm. types of entertainment, and they're both movies, right? They're I mean, just like, oh, they're both drag shows, yes, but there's huge difference. One is designed for kids, yeah. and one is designed for adults. Well, plus, you know, even if there's a family, let's say there are some more liberal-leaning families that are more liberal when it comes to sexual education of their children, right? Like, they're open with talking to their kids about sex, for instance. That would be a good thing, I would argue. I think that is a good thing, honestly. Uh, they don't let, you know, force their kids to not see the sex scenes in the, in movies and things like that, right? Like, I grew up in a family where I was forced not to, uh, to see those things. My family would send me down the hall. What did it make me want? I wanted to see the scenes even more, right? Like, it yeah. made me even more curious about what was going on. Um, so maybe there are some families that are like that.
drag queens, they're not hurting anyone. They're just doing nope. their thing. It's all and, voluntary. Yeah. As we mentioned countless times, you can take your kids to these things. You cannot take your kids to these right. things. It's really becoming an issue in the United States because we're more and more drag shows are being being halted now. They're being stopped mm. because of armed protesters assembling outside wow. of them and things of that nature That's going so on. That's so crazy. That's it just is. like really sad to me because drag queens are just like such a joy and fun time and it's just like being stomped out right. by hate. Proud Boys are doing this as I understand it and I saw this recently and my thought was, well, did anyone actually ask these armed protesters why they're there? Because mm-hmm. they look like Boogaloo Boys to me and mm-hmm. that's these, you know, our Hawaiian shirt wearing armed protesters right. guys that are anti-government and so on. And if I saw... At the drag show here in Keene, a bunch of people standing outside of it with, you know, AR-15s and body armor. I would assume that they were there to make sure that there wasn't another mass shooting. Another Could be there to protect Q. people. Right. Sure. That would be my assumption. I, I would expect it to be people like Matt Roach, who hosts mm-hmm. the show on Thursday nights, and other people like that who were there to make sure that no one did anything stupid. So yeah. no one asked the Proud Boys why they were actually there. Of course, it's the Proud Boys, so we, we know why they were there. And it was to intimidate, but no one even bothered to ask, hey, what are you guys doing here? And if it had been me, obviously not right now, I would have just carried my own gun to defend myself. Or I would have called up friends like Matt Roach and be like, mm-hmm. hey, these armed guys are out here trying to intimidate me and my friends to prevent us from doing something that's not harming anyone. Can you come give us some support? But yeah. no one just, did any of that. It's easier well, to just to cry on the internet and just leave people alone. It's all you know? overblown nonsense. And it's just it's also virtue signaling. Yes. It's right wing virtue signaling. Virtuals, yeah. Because they're going out there being like, I will protect the children. It's like, what are you protecting them from? And it's yeah. so cringy. What would you like to see happen, conservatives? Do you want to prohibit drag shows and force parents who would who would, you know, be open minded enough to send, you know, to take their kids to a drag show to go to prison? steal their children from them or something like that because that is a really dark road to go down to say that the government should have the ability to kidnap people's children because their family may have a different set of values than you that's ultimately what the argument is and And it's ridiculous and the same thing could be said sort of on the reverse of well some people think sending your kids to church is a bad thing to do and abusive towards children does that mean the people that think that it's abusive to send your kids to church which may be more people on the left that see see things that way should be able to steal children and kidnap children from conservatives who want to go to church with their kids of course not the pews or whatever you you call them they're pews uh, at the the court we're not quite full on the defense side but they were the closest chris counted and i i didn't hear what he said Uh, but it was definitely like 20 Really? Once, Not many. Okay, that's really good. It, but there was also reporters. Okay, but they're there for you. Can't tell the difference if you're on the, you know, if you're on the jury's side, you can't tell who's who's who per se. Generally, you would think government supporters sit on the right and defense I've supporters sit that. on the left. It's curious. Right? Yeah. Well, it's because the sides are clear, right? You're in court, right? Like you're. Oh yeah. It's, the prosecutors are on the right side. Yeah. It's a game, and your life hangs in the balance. Oh, but, and they don't like when you go sit behind them. Okay. And breathe you want to loudly. Talk about that? Well, um, the head FBI agent in charge of this entire case, her mm-hmm. name is Catherine Tebow. The one who lied about you. She lied about not knowing me, and mm-hmm. it, it was it made sense in the not knowing who you were. Yeah, it it, it was it was a lie. Like 
there's, I mean, I'm the only one that can really d- say for sure it was a lie. It's not like I have receipts. But she walked up to me during the raid and said, Ian Freeman's girlfriend, Bonnie Cruz. And then she denied knowing that anyone else lived in the house. And Under oath, she denied it. She yeah. lied. Yeah. I know that she lied. And um, anyways, so she had a little minion with her all day. Like mm-hmm. some, She looked like Caroline from SBF. I don't know what any of that means. Mm, SBF is uh, <laughs> Sam Bankman uh, fraud. He was oh, the, the guy from freed. FTX. She looked a little bit like that girl. Uh, very she young. Like um, Caroline it was SBF's girlfriend. That it, There's a picture going around. She's really like mousy, small glasses, and everybody is joking like, wow, she's the ugliest girl to ever climb her, like sex her way up the corporate ladder to a billionaire or whatever. This one was like, to me, she looked like a fed. She had the fed khakis on. Now he has been arrested, so just we just happened to bring him up uh, earlier in the last segment. And, I didn't know he was a U.S. citizen, or uh, his. I, think com- I didn't think his company was subject to the U.S. Why the hell was he in the U.S. with all he, of this he going wasn't. on? He was in the Bahamas. But he, he he's a citizen, right? But his parents like so. are, his are parents professors here. here. Yeah, yeah, they live here. So if he uh, had any sense, he would have been in Russia or Taiwan yeah. or somewhere. He had time to get there, but no, he stuck it out in the Bahamas and now is under arrest. Bahamian so-called authorities have arrested him and he's expected to be extradited to the United States. So that's where that one stands right now. They have not yet unsealed the indictment against him. That's expected sometime in the morning. So this is breaking news. This just ha- this, The news has just come out within the last hour. Uh, so there you go. There's the update on uh, on Bankman. You know, as I commented recently, I appeared on a show called Coin Fugazi. Uh, he interviewed me right before the trial started, and that episode okay. episode was just released a few days ago. As I commented, I you know I don't think that it's going to be justice to put Bankman in prison. No, right? Like I I don't think that's the solution so here. So people get more dollars stolen from them, just- right? Then taxpayers are forced to pay for his room and board for thirty years or however long he he ends up going. And no away. one gets their money back. And who knows? He may end up just getting a plea deal and doing you know a few years probation when all this is said and done because he certainly has plenty of political connections. Right? This guy's paid. You know, yeah. millions of dollars, dozens of millions. I think he gave forty million dollars to the Biden campaign or something. He he did the same to Republicans too. It turns he out he gave a lot of money to them too. But I'm of the opinion that justice can never be attained by putting people in prison or using any sort of retribution yeah. methods. Once something is done, it can't be undone. And I understand the desire to make people pay or give some sort of retribution. People or, always want some sort of skin. They want some kind of blood out of someone, and yeah. it just doesn't make things... It doesn't make you whole, right? Like, it, Yeah, I'm convinced it never can. Right. Now, maybe there could be a just a uh, some sort of a judgment against him saying, you know, you owe $2 billion or whatever the, the amount is to all these victims, and then good luck paying it off, right? Like, you can't get blood out of a stone. He may have some few millions left or whatever, but... But he, even if he does, and even if he does pay back every single cent... It's never going to undo the damage of some of these people who at least temporarily believe that right. their entire life savings had been wiped out. Yeah. And even if they have it back now, that's years off their life from the stress of having you know their entire life savings liquidated. So that's just as, as an aside. To get back into the, the trial, you were talking about this Fed, uh, this young Fed, Bonnie, that was in the, the trial today. I don't think she was there previously. At least yeah, this is the first day I've seen her. Uh, I mean, other than being a fed. She's just so, like, mousy and uh, scared-looking. It's it's not like having glasses makes her ugly, but she just looks like she 
like uses the glasses to hide behind. Like, She's that's better looking how... than Bankman's girlfriend, but similar. Similar, similar yeah. To future future killer though. I mean, if she's that, if she's that scared and easily intimidated, it's just a matter of time before she fears for her life. Right. And oh, she, oh, it was a gun. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And she yeah, shoots someone or their dog or something. Yeah. So I had I she's had too, she's new enough to where she's still kind of cute, but you give her ten years, she's gonna be a hag. During lunch, we go to this Italian restaurant that's right across the from the fe- uh, courthouse because it's just like. It's such an inconvenient place in Concord, the courthouse. Like, if we left and went to go eat somewhere and came back, You'd be Ian late. would be late. Yeah. So, uh, it's like convenient. How long do you get for lunches? The jury gets an hour, but I don't get an hour because i got to be back to meet with my attorney. And usually, like, sometimes the judge talks to the attorneys after the jury leaves, so it eats, it eats into the hour. Sure. So, yeah, well, I'm, an I'm hour more like 40 a, minutes. If you're going to have a sit-down meal, an hour isn't a... An enormous amount of time anyway. And if you got 40 minutes, then the only way it can be done is if Bonnie leaves the court early and goes and puts an order in for me at this restaurant. And the restaurant's literally across the street. So then I can make it back in time. It's really good. It's fine. So uh, we go to this Italian restaurant across from the courthouse and we're like everybody, all the supporters that were there at the court that day were in there chatting it up as usual. We're taking up about three tables. And then Ian was like, just don't, don't. Forget there is a Fed over there, like because you know people like to have conversations without Feds listening, not any nefarious reason. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but libertarians should know better. There's always a Fed listening. Oh, well, well, sure, yeah, it could be in your own group. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but um, it it wasn't like there was some kind of horrible conversation. It's just like she's clearly watching. Are also really bad about saying things they shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. For people who should know better. They sure do talk a lot. Um, so anyways, like, we were all just like, that's weird. It's like, not only was she just in the restaurant eating, she was like, by herself, even though she hadn't been by herself all day, so like, Tebow didn't come with her, um, and she's that's like, facing us. Yeah. Her, she is Tebow's minion. And she was like, facing us, uh, sitting, you know, it, it was just weird. And then, I would have um, gone to sit with her. Ian was, uh, uh, see, I didn't want to do anything in the restaurant because I like the restaurant and the people there, and I and we're going to be there all the time. I don't want to give these people a, ba- a hard time. No, you know? no, it's just been being nice. Hey, you're yeah. sitting here by yourself. Right. You seem lonely. Care I, for some company? I thought about yeah. going over to her and just asking what was up. But Would you like to join us? There's a seat. I didn't want any kind of, like, what if she was just like, hey, get away from me. I don't know. I didn't want to cause a scene. Well, That's then all. I would have gotten away from her, but I'm like, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's no, a, no harm there's no nice. the yeah, There's no scene to go ask somebody if they want company. Uh, yeah, there's but no scene there. She was just a weirdo. I don't know how to explain it. She well, she gives fed. me like vibes. Like I she, she would not to deal with that. To well. us. She was on her phone listening to what we were saying. Now, so you know. it's almost a lost opportunity. But like, hey, look, we're humans. You're human. Mm-hmm. Let's let's break be- bread together, as they say. Mm-hmm. And no. Maybe literally because it's an Italian restaurant. There's probably breadsticks. Yeah. We did finally see some of the elderly folks who were sadly victimized by online scammers. They did take the stand today for the first time. Up until this point, it's been uh, mostly federal agents with a couple of our friends that had been forced under threat of violence to uh, to testify, including Chris and Colleen, Chris Reitman, former co-host here on Free Talk Live and one of the co-founders of the Bitcoin Embassy. You say scammed online, but not by you or anyone no. in this room or, in fact, as far as I can tell, not from anyone in New Hampshire. Yeah, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't know anything about who these scam artists are. and neither... Except the ones that you have the passports for because you kept records and the government didn't go after those people. Yeah, we don't know about 
Well, I don't think the, ones... the scammers themselves ever ID'd, did well, they? Well, there was a couple of times when... I guess that's true. We don't, I don't know for we sure don't that know those, whether are, those, were scammers. those aren't another man in the middle. Yeah, so we don't know for sure. There were a couple of instances where there was a guy in Africa who was you know, openly trying to buy Bitcoin and trying to use a friend of his in the United States to sort of deposit his money okay. for him. Uh, but the, the feds have never investigated him. Uh, and what Weird. we learned, what we learned today was that despite these elderly folks being taken advantage of by online scammers, and it's just absolutely terrible stories of people. Yeah, that's losing... freaking tragic. I mean, we've talked to some of these people before, yeah. and it's absolutely horrifying what we some had of one them on have the gone air. through. We had one of them on the air for three hours. We did an entire show with one of these scam victims. Uh, back in December of 2020, a guy named Ronald from California. And the one that uh, went today was even more heartbreaking to me because he Which was just one? saying... Which one? There were three of them. Um, Russell. Okay, the He first was one. saying like his wife had died, and then yep. like the next year, COVID happened, and he said it was just making him extremely anxious and lonely, and that's mm. why he joins just like ourtime.com. It's Apparently a it's an elderly match. dating com, site. But for elderly people. Yeah. Man, Man you got to be careful with these dating sites. I, I don't right. care how old you are, how young you are. They're, they're crawling with scammers. Yeah. People need to seriously talk to their grandparents about mm-hmm. scams. Seriously. Yeah. So well, it's not necessarily a, a grandparent thing, right? I've, you know, I've no, used countless can... dating apps and there's always a, like every single day I get a message from someone wanting to be my sugar daddy or mm-hmm. my sugar mama or whatever. And, Anyone who who is out there and lonely could very easily fall for any sure. of this. And it's like, okay, sure, I'll send you the collateral or whatever, as long as you're going to come here and make me happy. Because a lot of these people, they're not looking for sugar daddies, and neither am I, obviously, but mm-hmm. I'm younger, so that's what people assume that a younger possible scam victim is looking for. But they're just looking for romance or to, to not feel so lonely yeah, when they, they go to attention. bed at night. You can't blame anybody for no. wanting attention. It's what humans... Uh, really, really want. The woman said today, she said, I was sitting in that room for four hours and I was really cold mm-hmm. before she got to testify. And she said she took five days off of work from her business yep, or whatever to come here to come there. So she missed five days of work. Like she's but not getting she anything out of she it. She was like doing something right. She she was yeah. under the impression she that wants she was to help helping. catch the scam victim, of course. But she and the other actual scam victims admitted that or, Ian Freeman had nothing to do. Did she say this? She was like, you know, I took five days off for this and it's accomplished nothing. I wanted to help. You know, go she didn't say it's accomplished nothing. She's she's trying to help. She's trying to do right. what she can to help. But, while at the same time admitting the federal government has not ever asked her a single question about the man that she actually spoke to for five years of her life who took her for over a hundred grand and then roped her into an illegal money transmitting scheme where she was receiving payments uh, from other people who she didn't know into her bank account and then sending them along to buy Bitcoin. So she was actually acting. You want to talk about money transmission? Right. The actual That's definition? That's actual money transmission. Textbook, yeah. textbook de- definition? I'm not saying she should be charged with it or anything like that. No, because she was it's a ridiculous. victim. But they have never investigated who this person is that did that to her and he was talking to her for years before she ever had any uh contact with ian and, and she's still, still talking ian, she still talks to him or she, he still talks to her but she said she just keeps the conversation going so that way she can give more information to the fbi but they haven't asked They've her about asked. it yet she she said that they he, uh, he last messaged her last week last week he still got new scams and they that he keep wants telling to rope her, her like, into. Eventually, one day we're going to possibly get into that. They're just rope, they're stringing her along. 
So the moral of the story is, if you want to, if, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to, I guess, make money and you don't want to get in trouble with the FBI or the American law enforcement system, you need to scam people. Because they don't appear to be doing anything about the actual scammers. Right. And it wasn't just this one lady. It was another guy as well. Of course not. They want the scammers to exist. Because think about it. Even if they target you and they target mm-hmm. me and they take all of us out and no one ever sells Bitcoin, that's not doing a damn thing never stop to get rid of the Visa prepaid cards that were being used for this exact purpose. Or the wire purpose. transfers or international or, yes. wires. All of this has existed and none of it's ever been stopped. Nope. So why are they targeting this little particular facet of it instead of the actual freaking scammers? They're not doing it. And here's the other proof. Uh, you know, as if that one lady wasn't enough, she actually followed an, old, an elderly gentleman who lost even more money than she did. Because she, she only lost like a hundred grand of her own money. I mean, that's still a lot of money. Like, it's significant. It put her behind big time. But this other dude lost $1.2 million. He was rich and, and, you know, set for retirement. Now he has to now work he's at, Lowe's. at Lowe's. Lost $1.2 million. And over 280000 of it went into buying Bitcoin from the Shire Free Church. But the other roughly $1 million or $900,000 was never investigated by the FBI. They never asked him any other questions about what happened to the other money. You that have he to lost. conclude that the federal government is in bed with these fraudsters. If this was all about protecting the elderly from being scammed on the internet, which is what they were saying during my bail hearings, is that, oh, Ian's a danger to society. We yeah, you were so dangerous out. you couldn't even be released. Right. We can't let him out from jail. He's a criminal mastermind, yeah. uh, and we can't let him out or he's going to harm the community. This is literally things that they said, basically, at, at my, uh, my bail hearing. Well... Why didn't they arrest me if I was such a danger in 2018 when they first came after Renee and Andy, uh, who were two of the other Crypto Six that ended up getting arrested with you and I, Arya and and Nobody and and Colleen in in early 2021. They were investigating us back then. The same Katie Tebow, who we've been talking about, the head case agent, she went and she threatened uh, Andy and Renee and tried to get them to flip on me all the way back then. She had enough to, to hit us with some wire fraud counts. It wouldn't have been you at that point, Ari, because you weren't around. Uh, yeah, in, I don't even think Hampshire. I was here at that time. Yeah, but, if I had, I'd just gotten here. But she would have had enough to come after me and, and Renee and Andy uh, for some stuff. So, you know, if this was all about stopping fraud and preventing fraud from happening against these old ladies, because that was their allegation, was that, well, Ian Freeman selling Bitcoin is enabling the fraudsters. Is but they not? knew you weren't defrauding anyone. They Correct. knew this for a fact. They knew yeah. you had no association with any of the fraudsters. Correct. But they still could have hit us with the charges back then. Because remember, when they hit us ultimately in 2021, if you looked at the list of the wire fraud counts that they ultimately dropped uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, they went all case, the way back to like 2016. 2016, right? So if they're investigating this in 2018, why didn't they make the arrest then? Well, the answer is because it wasn't about stopping fraud. Which, again, if they arrested us, it wouldn't have stopped fraud anyway, right? Because these these fraudsters will send the old ladies to buy Bitcoin from somewhere else. Or they'll just use prepaid debit cards, which is what they've always done. send wire transfers or whatever. So it wouldn't have stopped fraud. But they can't even argue that it was about that because it was obviously about going after cryptocurrency sales and people who advocate for Bitcoin and, and crypto. 
because that's why they waited three more years to bring charges because they wanted to bring as many charges as they could. And that included the continuing financial crimes enterprise charge, which was the big charge that only got brought against me because ultimately this is about taking down people like me. And continuing financial crimes enterprise needed five years and a certain amount of money. Correct. It needed a a certain minimum amount of uh, money that was, quote unquote, associated with wire fraud. And you had to, like, team up with at least three other people. And then if you get convicted of that that charge, it's a 10 year minimum sentence. But we're mentioning that that charge and many other charges were dropped. That was dropped. That's correct. But it's a scary charge. Right? Oh, like absolutely. It's a terrifying That's charge. That's a scary thing. So they wanted to have that thing to just throw down on the, the stack of charges, right? There was a large turnout of people on the court steps today when I came out. It was really nice to see so many people. It was like 40 or more. Yeah, I didn't do a count myself, but uh, somebody probably did. I just we didn't even have much of a chance to stick around because we had to leave. Um, I mean, we stayed, I think, for like maybe 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. But, uh, you know, we had to get back to Keen to get Coconut, the, the studio dog, and then well, get back to the studio. So we had to we had to kind of take off. What was shocking me was there were so many people driving by and honking at the signs, like the Free the Crypto mm. 6 signs. There was like lots of people doing that that kept driving and weren't oh, wow, part of our groups. It. Because uh, as soon as I came out, there's like I well, don't know, when I half first... a dozen cameras that surrounded you know me and asked sure. me what was going on. Me so. and Chris Wade went out early to go get gear from mm-hmm. his car, like the Mr. Bitcoin suit that Joe wore. Mm. And um, first, the whole crowd was standing on the corner, and like mm-hmm. lots of people were honking at oh, them. Oh wow! And they were ho- holding up signs that said like "Crypto is not a crime, free the crypto six. That is really cool. That's good. Uh, Justin O'Donnell was on the scene, it looks like, uh, from the Subversive show on his YouTube channel, was live streaming. The audio isn't that great, however, from what I've seen. But there were a ton of cameras there. So some people had some really nice cameras. We may see some ultimately pretty sweet video coming out of this. The, I hope so. The guys from Ballad of the Crypto Six uh, were there recording. NBC was there recording and cameras that I didn't recognize. Uh, was it, probably the feds were there <laughs> recording. I think the Free State documentary was technically there. Yeah, Bill was there from yep. uh, the Free State documentary. So there's definitely plenty of footage of, of what happened today. And again, people with signage. And it was cold, by the way. It was below freezing. And dark. Uh, and dark for this protest. So, you know, maybe a daytime one would have been a little better as far as visibility is concerned. But it's still well lit there on the... On that area, and don't so. forget, Dave Ridley was protesting from Colorado. That's right. There was a simultaneous event going on in uh, in Colorado because Ridley is not physically here at the moment. Uh, so again, thank you to everybody that 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 cared enough to come out and and show up for this. I I didn't have high hopes, right? Like it's it's late, it's cold. Uh, yeah. Fewer people definitely want to show up in cold. Mr. Bitcoin was there too, which was really awesome. So it's nice because the the person inside Mr. Bitcoin had changed. And, uh, and, <laughs> yeah, Bonnie alluded to that a moment ago. Yeah, and, and but but he was doing great. He was he's being very Bitcoin. There was actually little kids there with their dad, and they got to <laughs> that's right. hug Mr. Bitcoin and give it a high five and stuff. Well, yeah. he needs to stop grooming kids. <laughs> yeah, to be accepting to be of Bitcoin. Yeah. Accepting of Bitcoin. There's a mask mandate in the courts, so some people, you don't want to wear a mask, you can go in the what they call the overflow room, but the jury yeah, but doesn't guys, get to see there you there. there is a time and place to pick your battles, right? I mean, it, this is not a hill worth dying on right now. Well, That's I feel, I feel like the exemption. overflow room is literally just a mask made of a building, so why not just sit in, behind your friend? Yeah, that, I mean, that's my take on it. I'm like, not going to come down on somebody. I mean, some people actually have medical exemptions. And, sure, and, but that, that's... 
that's rare, I, I would argue. Rare. But it, it's not going to kill them to wear the mask. And yeah. th- what what did they really do to resist the mask mandates when they were around? I, I didn't see too many other mm-hmm. people suing the Governor Sununu or the city of Keene or whatever. But like we did, yeah. I mean. But but they want to fight this particular battle now. It's like guys, it's not good strategy to fight every battle. All the time, even when it doesn't have to be fought. There's a time. And look, I'm with you. I don't like wearing a mask either. And I think you should resist it. That's why I helped sue the city mm-hmm. of Keenan Governor Sununu. However, right. if I will also gladly, not gladly, but I will put on a mask in order to go to these trial because one thing is more important than the other thing. And being there to support my friend and being there to show support for the jury to see is more important than virtue signaling to other autists on the internet. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know how many of them even tried to come into the courthouse because they might have just been there for the the protest. You know, they arrived just before the protest. Maybe they had to work during the day, right? Because, you know, go to court, yeah. it's usually during the day and most people have to work. So I, I totally understand why somebody wouldn't be able to, to come to court and sit there for hours. Well, or, my or problem is the opposite. I work at nights and that leaves mm-hmm. me going to sleep at six in the morning yeah. and, you know, then I have to be in Concord in two hours. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, so, Bonnie, I mean, do you want to comment at, at all on what Melanie Well, did? she... Uh, first, okay, this was a weird thing that I haven't talked about with anyone yet. She was claiming that she knows that the Shire Free Church is a fake church that Ian just uses when he needs to have a church for a front. But the Reformed Satanic Church is real. and She, she said that? Yeah. And mm. she... Uh, said that Arya, as the high priestess of the Reform Satanic Church, did like bake sales, uh, charity, and handed out uh, crypto to homeless people. But I'm just saying uh, that is true. So I'm glad she said that thing. But I'm just saying there's no way that she didn't know about Ian doing some of those exact same things. Yeah, the Shire Free Church Shire Free in a Church. huge way inspired some of the activities of the Reform Satanic Church. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. The Shire Free Church, in addition to proselytizing and preaching the messages of freedom and love and compassion seven freaking nights a week, you know, that, that's a sermon right here. It's, mm-hmm. it's a liberty, love, peace, friendship, forgiveness sermon every single night of the week that yeah. I don't know how else to interpret it. But in addition to doing that, the Shire Free Church did also help build an orphanage in, I think, Kenya, Uga- Uganda. Uh, Uganda. And yeah. just this last year was... It, was it also Uganda? We helped a mosque open in Keene as well. There was a mosque yeah. opening in Keene, but there was also the thing with Give Directly that you, myself, oh, yeah, and Mark right. helped contribute to. I mean, see, there's so much activism that, that the <laughs> right. and generosity related yeah. to the Shire Free Church that you just don't remember all of it. Yeah. And, um, and she acted like there was no, no such thing. Of any of the Crypto Six who uh, had an agreement to, to testify, and she wasn't a Crypto Six member, there were a couple, though, that, that did, like, for instance, Renee never had a cooperation agreement, but she did end up getting what they call an immunity uh, deal or whatever. Well, well, that's how they get you. Yeah, to they get forced, her to, to she, force her to testify. Yeah. Uh, Colleen did end up testifying, quote unquote, for the feds, but she did not really do much for the feds. And she was right. still she's still our friend. And she's you know, she didn't flip. She didn't or go whatever. up there and start saying untruths. Right. Well. Melanie's still my friend. My heart goes out to Melanie. I, I can imagine. I, I know the position she was in, and it's awkward. It's not good. And she's got kids. She's got family. And as we've seen many, many times, having kids is the death of activism. Mm. Because yeah. at that point, the stakes become so high 
that it becomes very easy to get people to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do because it's no longer just risking their life at this point. It's they could lose their entire family. To them, that those stakes are just insurmountable. So yeah, but nobody was asking her to do activism in this case. Like no, well, nobody asked her to do anything. But I'm just saying it was like, oh, you hinted hinted at possibly something. Okay, then here's everybody I. Uh, seem to or claim to be friends with. Here's everything I know about him. And- yeah, I'm not threw, trying to make excuses for. Yeah, her. she basically threw as many people under the bus as she possibly could to save her skin from a charge she could not even remember. On cross articulate, like what? Uh, right on cross examination, uh, Mark Sisti asked her, "Well." The prosecution at the beginning of your testimony said you're here on an agreement for non-prosecution. So, what was it that you were being threatened with? What was it that they said to you they were going to charge you with if you didn't take this deal? And her response was, um, uh, uh, it just went on and on. She could not, she could not answer the question. She had no conception even of what she was potentially being threatened with. It was so bad. The judge had to intervene in this questioning and take the attorneys to a sidebar where I, you know, I was able to listen to it, but I don't think I can speak on exactly what, you know, transpired between the attorneys there. But basically the judge needed to like, you know, move this along because this, she could not answer this question from Mark Sisti. And so then on, uh, redirect. Which gives you an idea of how not serious these threats actually were. Like when they came at me and were like, Hey, we're going to charge you with this, uh, back in April. Right. I knew I had the general idea, even though they didn't specify exactly which charges. We, uh, we, my attorney and I, we were able to predict or guess which things or what they would probably charge well, me with. Plus, you'd already been charged, and they were threatening to charge you with more things if you didn't take a plea deal. The most um, mad about this is she was a person who was educated in the law right. and made a decision to, as an accountant... Because you asked her if she would do this as an accountant, and she said, sure, I'll do that. And and, I'm, yeah. and she never was an accountant, apparently, but he, she didn't tell you that. But anyways... Well, we um, don't know the difference anyway. I don't know what the difference is. If someone's is. like, I'm not an accountant, I'm a yeah. bookkeeper, I'd be like, okay, I'm and not... Right, an, me too. I'm not so, a programmer, no, I'm a script writer. The thing that know. pisses me off is she was just like, yes, I will do this, I am doing this no one made her do anything nope. she's not she somebody paid. who was like tricked into doing a thing she got paid right. and now she's mad at you because she did it and she, because she's mad at you she wants to right. lie about you to the feds to make you go to prison and it's just like yeah. it's sad yeah i mean you described I'm, her as, I'm not angry about it i find the whole thing just sad because you know i, I love it's cowardice it's cowardice and it really is the ultimate level, the, the most cowardly that anyone so far that has taken the stand has been. And you described her as a friend. Um, I would not do that at this point because friends right. don't do what this this person did. Um, you know, I've never been anything but good to, to her throughout our entire relationship together. In fact, when she took to Free Keen last, this summer to write up an article about how she thought, a one-sentence article about how she thought I should die in prison. I remember uh, that it was, I mean... I was under the assumption that, you know, someone had hacked it. That's what I thought. I thought it couldn't possibly have been Melanie who did that. And it turns out she was mad because I said something during a bail hearing while I was still in jail. And she talked about this on the stand today. She she said she was mad at me because I said during a bail hearing that I didn't have access to to much assets, which was a true statement. And her understanding is that this is... 
conflicting with the letter that she wrote three years prior. She the had letter no that idea wrote, what assets Ian had access to. She hadn't. She wasn't his bookkeeper. She no. hadn't done any work for him for three years. Right. She had not. She had not looked at the church's assets at all, even at the time she wrote the letter. She just took my word for the fact that I had access to some Dash masternodes at the time, which, by the way, are now worth a fraction of what they were worth in 2018. So we based Fair that point. letter. We based that letter on four Dash masternodes, which at the at that time were worth 2.4 million dollars. Right. And now they're not worth a fraction of that. We have Bad Slave on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Hey, thank you, Ian. Uh, you know, and thanks again for your standing up for this whole thing. Uh, sure. Thank my you. My question is, is, is uh, Melanie, is she saying anything other than trying to downplay the validity of Shire Free Church or 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 anything like that i mean is is there i it just just seems like it's a a pretty big stab in the dark i mean I, she had some knowledge maybe of 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 uh you know your financial status in the company or the you're, you're right, Bad Slave. It's, it, she didn't like have some huge role. It was almost like she got down on her knees and licked the boot for like not even something that was that helpful to the prosecution. Yeah, you're right. There really wasn't much else to you know what she said because she didn't know anything about selling Bitcoin. And she acted like she was like, I you know am going to walk in here and blow the lid off of this. And it's just like, okay, so you're a lady who's admitting you're mad at Ian and you're saying his church is fake, even though you let a Shire Free Church minister officiate your wedding. Okay. Yeah. She got blindsided on that one. Yeah. I will also say that, you know, she seems scared of the libertarian community. She seems concerned for, you know, her well-being, her safety. And Mm -hmm. I just want to be clear. And I think libertarians out there would agree with this by default. And it doesn't even need to be said. But look, if you can't just forgive Melanie and be kind to her, not necessarily welcome into your life and not trust her. But if you can't be kind to her and forgive her, then just ignore her. Mm -hmm. Don't do the girl any harm. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she was the most violent libertarian in New Hampshire, so it wasn't going to happen. Or it's not going to, like, no violence is going to befall her. It, it, it better not. Bad Slave, anything else you want to share? Yeah, I, I was, the one other question was, uh, I, I'm sure that uh, the, the defense of Mark Sisti actually put in a request to uh, allow the, uh, the proceedings to be recorded. And, yeah, and they uh, told them no. I, but but did they say why? Do they just? They said because it, it's never been done before. No. Okay. So to clarify, the motion was not to record the proceedings. That would break uh, court rule that was set back in like 1946 for the federal courts. Uh, so you would not be able to, that motion would go nowhere. It just, it would contradict the court rule. So they can't, they can't move that. That that would have to be the Supreme Court, I think, or whoever it is that sets these rules or some, some panel of judges at the highest levels of the federal government that makes these decisions. And a simple court motion would never, you couldn't even like appeal it up or anything like that. So no, that wasn't it. The, the request to the judge was to simply allow an online feed a live of, stream, basically. Yeah, a live stream of the, the hearing, and that never was approved. 
Let's go back to TJ the Spy. Uh, he had attended every day of the trial last week. Unfortunately, you had to go back to, to work because, you know, not Came most all the people way from can't. Colorado. Yeah, he took an entire week off of work, which is un, uncalled for and really appreciated, TJ. Thank you for the huge support. You were the original Mr. Bitcoin. Someone else <laughs> has taken up the mantle uh, at this point. And Mr. Bitcoin was back out on the streets tonight for the protest, which was awesome. Of course, you were the uh, the creator of that, so I, I hope that feels good to to have somebody else uh, carrying the torch. Well, it does. I mean, we got some positive press out of it. Yeah. You know, I think it was on uh, CoinDesk. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and WMUR and a few others. Yep. Yep. Uh, because it's visually attracting, and I thought it. You know, I said, "Boy, it's uh, it's really surreal." To watch like you and Renee have a conversation that you thought, oh, nobody's ever going to read this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever going to you know, see this. And here are the most intimate details of your relationship with Renee, like getting read out loud by two voice actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the voice <laughs> actors are so awful. The prosecutors. It's the prosecutors. Yeah. And Seth Afram's like go ahead, send the money. Like, trying to make everything sound like it's bad. Sound sinister, yeah. By the way, I could have swear, I could have sworn that Seth Afram kept making eye contact with special agent IRS undercover heroin dealer. Mm. And every, they were looking at each other, and, and Seth would shake his head yes or no. Oh, wow. And the agent would then answer yes or no. And I'm like, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. You gotta prep your witness ahead of time. Yeah. You can't tell the witness. I what, would. Uh... I would believe wow. it because that's totally what was what it looked like was happening with the FBI agent girl that came up in a hearing, and she was supposed to be, um, she was going to be a witness, and she did block chain analysis or whatever. They were doing the same thing. Like she was looking to Georgiana for like, what do I say? <laughs> oh goodness well i just i i said the whole uh, you know sad thing is i was questioning my judgment because i said well i'm 99 percent ian certain ian would never do anything bad he would never be part of a scam or hurt little old ladies mm-hmm. but they said we have a lot of evidence he was involved like when i did my proffer that we have a lot of evidence that he was involved in illegal activity and we want to know what he was doing and and <laughs> oh goodness i um i said i like i want to write seth afram and say you know anytime you guys want to behave like civilized folk you're always welcome to ring the doorbell and <laughs> say ian freeman you're under arrest you've right. been a naughty boy place your hands behind your back like well seriously you think we're going to come out and shoot you or something yeah you know it's really hard to say where the feds have looked the worst in this circumstance i always talk the raid about- well, the, and I was going to say, they, we did actually get to play the raid video in court last week, and it definitely looked bad. Even, it's on uh, Odyssey. It's FBI agents raid our house or whatever yeah. on Odyssey. Joe in Maryland, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Next time that idiot uh, blonde hair chick uh, comes up to you, uh, she asked your last name. Tell her it's Parker. Cause the hell is he talking about? Parker? Oh, Bonnie Parker. That's Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I want to associate. No, it wasn't the blonde-haired chick the that federal agent. Uh, bothered me as much. Oh. It was the... Uh, so the, the blonde-haired chick is the minion of the mm-hmm. lead of the the lead FBI agent. And she... Uh, I can say anything rude to, rude to her during the um, raid because she came up to me threatening me to put my dog in the pound. Mm-hmm. So I was handcuffed in a, in a car... 
Waiting. They can't do that, can they? That, they probably never could, but she was threatening me. Yeah, they lie, right? Yeah. 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 She came up and I was handcuffed in a car for like, an I don't know, an hour or something. And I was sitting there meditating because I was like, what do I do? Uh, there's nothing I can do. I'm just not going to freak out. And I started meditating. Mm-hmm. Then somebody comes up to me and says, Ian Freeman's girlfriend, Bonnie Cruz. And I'm just like, I look over and I'm like, oh, can you put him in the car with me? Yeah, I, or, or am I done being handcuffed? Like, I'm, am I, they told me I'm not under arrest. They told me I wasn't under arrest. Anyways. Uh, she's like, no, I can't put him in there. We have to put him in the pound. And I just started freaking out. Wow. Like words just started coming out of my mouth. Like, don't put him in the pound. I don't have my phone. I, I, I just moved to Keene. I don't know where the pound is. Even though they didn't have a warrant for your arrest. Yeah, and she they was told totally me I wasn't trying under to intimidate arrest. you. And then she just literally, as I was like, I don't know where, where the pound is. I need to call some. She was like, what is the mighty moose smart? And I was like, it. What? It's a convenience store. And she's like, why do libertarians go there? And I was just you should like, have said, I don't it's, a, answer it's a convenience store. But no, she flustered me on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. none of my questions were like, ins- mm. it, you know, made any difference. But it was just like, that's what, and that's when she had made, you know, she was suddenly like walking up to me almost like a nice person. Like she was going to help me put my dog in the pound. And, and then she just like, when she started asking questions, it was different personality. And Matt said he experienced the same thing with her personality switch. Mm-hmm. And she did that on the stand too, where in the, in the beginning part, yeah, she's like, I'm just, um, I'm an IRS agent and this is what I do. She's uh, FBI. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this is what they do, right? They intimidate. Yeah. And when they can't intimidate, because yeah. that that's what the prosecutors are learning here, that you, you can't intimidate a jury. You have to persuade a jury. You, your, mm-hmm. your FBI agents, your IRS agents, they can't intimidate their way into a verdict here. They have to persuade. They have to convince people. And this is not what they do. We got our very own uh, nobody, I believe, on the line here, if he's, if he's there, on our conference uh, call via Jitsi. <laughs> I'm here. I hear I'm, nobody. Nobody's here. Welcome, sir. And, and, uh, thank you. I never thank see you. nobody. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I could turn the camera on, but they usually don't have the uh, the feed. Yeah, don't have. In the I was studio, just saying, it so. seems that nobody's here. Nobody is here. Yeah, nobody is here. You have nobody in your um, ears. Go ahead, nobody. What's up? Let's see. Well, I'm I'm really disappointed by by what I'm hearing about Melanie. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I I also did have one suggestion, which mm-hmm. is um, if the uh, if if the prosecutors are answering questions for the uh, for the witnesses or signaling them, mm-hmm. that is not kosher. And I hope somebody has mentioned that to uh sisty because that's something that should be objected to and pointed out because that way the jury knows that they're not reporting what they're supposed to report with which is their recollections what they're reporting is whatever lies the prosecutor puts in their mouth i feel like they've got to be seeing the same stuff that tj is seeing like they're sitting right next to the prosecution Uh, it helps to have it pointed out though until until Mm -hmm. you object to it the the judge may not take notice of it unless it's very um Obvious. Or, or the, the jury is, may not take notice of it, or they might think it's okay. The other problem is um, Sisti's not facing them. Sisti's listening, or she's not like looking at the prosecution. And the other thing, he's usually making notes and and watching yeah. witness. Yeah. And the other thing is like when these people do this, it's just like it. It looks. I, I've noticed it too, like TJ said. But I feel like you could easily be like, I was just nodding my head that mm-hmm. she was right or you know like there's it's not like they're saying yes yes like something that could be proven you know i don't know 
Yeah. Well, they they would have to be discreet if they're if they're putting answers in people's mouths, but that's definitely dirty pool. I don't know if you can capitalize right. it on capitalize on it or not, but I just wanted to make make the suggestion. Yeah, that, thank you for that. Sure, and wow. people are full of self-doubt. So, I mean, sure, some people in the jury may have noticed it and some others may not, but it, they may not be sure that's what they saw. So right. it may help to have some, have it pointed out, hey, you keep nodding when you want the witness to say yes as their answer to a question. Is there a reason for that? But I'd, I can't imagine that's actually not allowed because how do you control the prosecutor's body language, right? Well, yeah, one thing's for sure. It isn't helping these guys on cross-examination. I mean, mm. if it's if they're just trying to remind them of their pre-rehearsed answers during the direct uh, questioning, that's one thing. But if they're trying to signal them during cross, they, they're not getting anywhere because they just... They look bad, these these feds. They really look corrupt. They really look like liars. Well, uh, they are. And they, and they are. But, I mean, Sisti's just done a great job of, of putting it right out there. Yeah, I mean, the questions that I would be asking, at least the heroin dealer guys, so you claim to be a heroin dealer. That was a lie, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, See, you said this. That was a lie, right? You're a professional well, you liar, that. right? You, you lie for a job, right? Huh? You you lie for a job, correct? Like I would have led with that, but then again, Sissy did amazing, so I'm not yeah. criticizing Sissy at all. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com, or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.